everybody. Welcome to another episode of Money, Sex, and Politics. I'm your host, Rose Kaz, and today I'm thrilled to introduce you all to a really cool collection of amazing humans from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I've got the whole crew from the Center for Creative Economy. We've got Margaret Collins, who's the founding executive director. We've got Cami Leslie, who's the programs and operation manager, and Angela Huntley, the marketing communications manager. So a full crew of lady bosses that are really helping to make economies, not just in Winston-Salem, but I would say uh, around the world. So super excited to have you all here. Um, let's just dig right into you know, what we're talking about when it comes to money, obviously economy right there, the creative economy. So I'm curious from your perspective, Margaret, as the founder of CCE, what brought you to putting together such a, an interesting and awesome set of programming housed within uh, the community there in Winston-Salem. Well, thank you, Rose. Thank you for inviting our team to be on your podcast today. We're very excited to to connect with you on this and um, happy to be sharing the information about the Center for Creative Economy. We do not want to be a, a, a well-kept secret. We want the whole world to know about uh, the amazing programs that our team uh, leads along with our mentors here in the, uh, the middle of the state, the triad uh, of North Carolina. Uh, really what got us going is that we, 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 we all are creatives and we worked with them and we could see how they really have a, um, a lack of the expertise in business skills and how to start a business. Um, most of the creatives and artists we work with totally know how to do all of their wonderful creative skills, their design, their art, their music, their writing, publishing, digital content creation, all of photography, emerging technologies, everything. But when it comes to starting a business and really getting the ROI turned around to make a, a company go, they really lack those skills. And so we felt there was a need in the market for programs and learning opportunities to help creatives, uh, you know, power up and get their business skills going. Well, I can absolutely attest to that as being a member of the recent cohort with CCE. I've been in business pretty much my whole life working for myself, but I didn't realize until I was in this most recent cohort how much that particular area, right, the the numbers, the figures, and partially on me, like, came to realize the reason that's a lot harder for me than I realized is that, like, I don't see numbers in the same way that maybe I see letters or even imagery. And so as a creative, it was incredibly helpful to have you all, not just the three of you, but the incredible roster of mentors and, and, and just being able to go over information that we really can't just swipe left on because we're not great at it, right? We kind of have to learn it like another language. And so um, speaking of other languages and the kind of global effect that um, CCE is having and potentially continuing to have in its growth, um, we'll circle back to Margaret on her recent jaunt around the world, but you have a really dynamic and cultural makeup on your team. So Cami, talk to us a little bit about um, your your background in, in joining CC and where you came from. First of all, thanks for having us. It's really nice to be together and seeing you again after Velocity. Um, well, I, yeah, I definitely have a, a kind of an international profile because I was born in Brazil, grew up in France, uh, and then I, after my master's in Chinese and so, uh, Chinese studies, I went to Asia. And then where I met my husband, he's, he's American from Texas, but he's an alum from School of the Arts here in Winston-Salem. And so we met and then started working in, in the theater field and education uh, you know, as soon as we met. So like that was 2000. 
uh, lived in Asia, had several theater companies there and nonprofit, um, and then little by little moved on to more the uh, entertainment, like global entertainment, show, big shows like Sudu Soleil shows and things like that for several years and then decided that, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of the creative, you know, the creative life was not as as uh, as active, even though these are beautiful shows. But wanted to go back and do some uh, maybe smaller projects and dedicated a bit more time with my kids. So moved to France and then came to here to Winston, where my husband is teaching now at School of the Arts. So that's how I came and met Margaret. One day, Chad says, "Oh, I'm going to meet Margaret. Come with me." And Margaret said, "Yes," <laughs> and she was just, you know, you just had an opening. Um, a position <laughs> opening and so it was just a good match and you know it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic intersection between um, the creative side and the business side and the education which is things that I've been working on my entire life so it's it's a, it's a beautiful place to be. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're here, Cami. And I like how you, you mentioned a smaller project, but I saw how hard you all were working on this big project of, what was it, 10 or 12 weeks, the cohort, right? Was it 10 weeks? Right? Ten weeks, yeah. Right. Ten weeks of, of actual content, but yeah, it's a it's a longer prep for sure. Yeah. Right. Of course, the the preparation on production and the follow up, but also hosting all of us, whether it was virtually or in person, because it was a hybrid. So uh, I would love to know what your larger projects look like, Cami, because it's quite the feat. And thank you for all the work you did. And so over to you, Angela, a little bit about your background as a creative entrepreneur and how you, what you bring to CCE. Really curious also um, from your perspective there in Winston-Salem. Sure. So um, I'm African-American born here in Winston-Salem. Um, being a creative entrepreneur is in my blood. Um, come from a long line of business owners. My Going back to my great-grandfather, he was a landowner and a, a farmer, and he had so much land, he ended up, our family ended up selling some to the state to build the airport. So it, he really, which was really huge for someone in his era. Um, my mom is a serial entrepreneur. We were the first uh, Black family to own a full uh, service uh, travel agency here in Winston-Salem, or actually North Carolina. Twenty-five years in uh, television, radio, advertising, and uh, I do a lot on uh, consulting basis. I help uh, authors publish books. I do a lot of things that just kind of is a creative outlet for my um, design and um, writing skills that I that I need an outlet for. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's just in my blood. And I met Margaret. I love what CCE is doing. Um, I love Margaret because she's so driven and I've learned a lot just working with her. And so it really was a good fit when we were talking. Actually, I wasn't even looking for anything else to do. But I saw the post and I told Margaret, I said, I really wasn't looking for anything, but this just really is, it really fits me. And so, um, you know, and, and she agreed and, and it's been great. You know, I love what CC is doing. Uh, it's just meeting and working with entrepreneurs who are pursuing their dreams. 
is a passion. So I'm excited to be here. I love how you say it's in your blood. And I met your mom, Dr. Bessie. What an awesome lady boss. Hats off to her and super awesome story of your family's lineage. That's incredible. Um, so so back over to you, Margaret. Uh, briefly, just give us a, a little insight to your, your recent uh, jaunt around the globe. I was so thrilled to not only hear from you firsthand when you came back, but also um, I loved reading like the email follow-ups of, of sort of the connections you made um, through CCE in a global way. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, when I first started CCE, I there was no one else really working on creative economy work. So I quickly found people in other states that were doing it, and we came. We we formed a national creative economy coalition, uh, and that's been bubbling and going. And through connections there, I've I've been doing a, few, a bit of sp- public speaking, and um, I was contacted by the uh, uh, the global creative economy conference, global conference on creative economy, and uh, being held in Indonesia in October, and they asked me to come and speak uh, on public-private partnerships. So it was in Bali, Indonesia in the in early October. It was an incredible experience. I met people from all over the world, England, France, and all over Southeast Asia that were really committed to building creative economies, and that's industries um, focused on film, digital content creation, design, creative entrepreneurs, um, food, uh, all kinds of just amazing, you know, fashion design, any kind of entertainment businesses, lots of different things. And uh, but these these countries are really forming um, big support networks to help build creative industries in their countries because they see the return on investment. Most creative businesses are small but mighty. They they are you know five to ten people if that, um, and but they but they do really important work and they um, build revenue. If they're smart, they know how to build revenue and then they turn it around and they can employ people and it just becomes a, a, a good local economy, a local industry to build up. So, the uh, I was really heartened that countries around the world are, are investing in their creative economies and we need to do more of that right here in the United States. <laughs> so yes, I was invited to speak. I spoke on a panel on public-private partnerships. So talking about how we connect our, our, our public funding from city and county with the private funding we get from corporations and individuals in order to make uh, our programs happen. Phenomenal, Margaret. That's so that's so great. And how wonderful. I know that you have a, a background in history of New York City, which is, you know, metropolitan and worldly. And so to bring that down to that, that sort of expertise down to North Carolina and then be able to travel globally with all of that in your bags, so to speak, um, is really super cool. And it makes me quite proud as a native North Carolinian. And I know that we're going to get into talking a little bit more about the program itself here in the second half of our recording. Um, And Margaret is steering the ship. And so she's got some other things that she's uh, working on this morning. And we're thrilled that we could have this brief talk with you, Margaret. So thankful for the time that you shared in um, leading the the last, this Velocity cohort. And I just want to shout out to Ray, 
uh, incredible mentor of the community and connected, of course, to Margaret as her dear and supportive husband. Um, it was so wonderful to work with him in, in all of the theatrics, as you all can imagine. It's one of my favorite parts of the velocity. The math part, uh, not my favorite, but I'm getting better at it. Um, thank you again, Margaret. And uh, I hope to, to spend some more time talking with you again soon. And we really enjoyed having you in our Velocity Accelerator. Uh, and I hope that we'll have many more of these conversations. And we look forward to seeing the LBI Backstage Pass grow and uh, have m many more um, uh, followers and connectivity so that we can uh, see your success in North Carolina. Let's dig into a little bit more about the programming that CCE brings together. And particularly what you all have upcoming, we've got the link here for the Kinetic program. But before we dig into that, I would just love to hear a little bit about how the program works at large for CCE and then all of the sort of maybe sub-programs. The Center for Creative Economy, we have two main big programs. Um, they are definitely big and not just small programs. Um, but we have Velocity, which you, you know, you're part of, and that's a 10-week accelerator program for creative entrepreneurs and so and often happens in the fall uh, usually at the end of the summer or the fall and uh, it's it's very much for uh, companies that have already um, bring, have already some traction that you know established and they want to uh, boost you know certain areas of their business so they just want to accelerate in order to be able to hopefully, you know, bring more traction and revenue and also define maybe business models or, you know, different, some of these areas within their, their own um, activities. And then we have Kinetic, which is the one coming up uh, next uh, in, the, in the winter, in January. Applications are open now until December 15th. Please apply if you're interested. And these are for companies that are more on the ideation stage. And so uh, to validate the ideas or do be more customer discovery. And that's really the focus of those. And that's a six-week program. Um, we, we have a $1,000 prize at the end. So we go through a whole judging process. And uh, the company that wins, uh, we get that. And we have a lot of other prizes as well um, donated by our sponsors. Uh, so that's a really interesting, um, yeah, six weeks. The Velocity Accelerator program we have at the end, we also have a judging process and the companies pitch, um, present their pitch. And we have judges and, and investors that come and we have three prizes and it's a $50,000 uh, seed funding that we, we offer to the companies and this is broken down in three different prizes. And it's um, equity free, so we do not take any equity on the companies and also is a uh, free interest, zero interest free loan that we provide so and then throughout the year we organize what we call momentum meetups and these are uh, for members uh, so a lot of the uh, alums are members but also for anyone that is you know interested in the creative industry and we have the topics you know that range from um, wellness and well you know well-being and self-care to uh, nfts you know we had a whole series about nfts and how the creative industry can profit from NFT. So it's a pretty broad range, things that would be interesting for the creative entrepreneurs. Yeah, you all never really get a day off, do you? Because as soon as one program wraps, the other one gets launched. So that's that's a lot going on. And of course, like outside your day jobs, right, at CCE, you are both creative entrepreneurs. And so, Angela, I, you mentioned a long resume of incredible things that you have done outside of what your family's background and pedigree is. 
talk a little bit about your current, I don't even know if I can call it a side hustle because I think it's like legit established. And then being a creative entrepreneur, how is that? Busy, I'm sure. It is. It is busy. Um, I am an author. So, and not, along with being a graphic designer, I'm also an author, I write children's books. And so in 2014, I wrote my first children's book and people were asking me, how did you do it? Can, you know, can you help us? I've always wanted to write a book. And so since long story short, since 2014, I've been working with authors. Some of them are some first time authors and some of them are not, but people who need coaching on writing and publishing books, I generally do a genre that is uh, Christian, um, authors. So we do how-to books, we do poetry books, we do um, self-help books, uh, we do some fictional novels, but generally within that same vein. Um, But yeah, so it gives me an opportunity to, uh, you know, design covers and design pages. And I work with some great editors. And so, yeah, we, and we, I get to pick and choose. That's the nice thing about what I do. Um, I don't have to take every project that comes along. I get to pick and choose what project I want to work on. And so it's an outlet for me. It truly is. And um, it, it, it's been my moneymaker for the last four, for the last, I'd say, seven years. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do creatively. And with CCE, I have to blend them both. You know, I have to do CCE a few days a week. And then I do my business on the weekends and the other days that I'm not working for, for CCE. And it's a lot to mix, but it's well worth it because one of the things is kind of like working in the, uh, the the donut shop. You know, you get to taste all the donuts, so it's a sweet gig. I get to learn, you know, because one of the things I find with entrepreneurs, I was myself included, is oftentimes we work on a long island. You know, we work, uh, we, we, we do everything in our business ourselves a lot of times. Um, and then we, if we don't know something, we try to figure it out, which is great. But the difficult or the bad side of that is that you don't know what you don't know. And so in that respect, it's really nice to be around people who are, um, you know, facilitating courses, mentoring uh, other entrepreneurs, and also just being around other entrepreneurs who have made some mistakes and can talk to you about those mistakes. And you can kind of pick up um, some tips and hacks on running your business. So it's, it's really a, a good thing to remove yourself from that private island and just kind of, you know, be immersed with other entrepreneurs and things about entrepreneurship. Oh yes, I can. I couldn't agree more. You don't know it. You don't know until you know it. That you didn't know it, right? <laughs> it just gets a little bit of an eddy, and particularly when we're on our island of one, it's like, oh my gosh. And so I remember in in the uh, kickoff week and the finale week at Velocity, hearing you be like, oh, and like we were kind of share a little tea about like that was really fascinating, and I personally feel like a student for life. And so I, I'm a little jelly of your job. You know, I think I told Cammy, I was like, let me know if you need a little assistant to the assistant over here. But I, and I want to kind of circle back to Centaur stuff in a minute, but also what you'd said about being selective, right? As a creative entrepreneur, a lot of times I have to run and, and there's already this work ethic that I think we could, this, can we cancel it? Can we throw it away? Can we just say like the hustle culture, like let's be done with it is like, how can we do things differently, right? Like, how can we approach business differently? How can we approach like our day-to-day, you know, whether it's in our our work life, if we're working for a company or for ourselves, at home, with our partners, with our kids, you know, at the coffee shop, like how can we do things just a little different so that we can start getting different results, right? Um, 
So I like, I like that you got to a point where you're like, I will take that project, but I will not take that one. Right. That must feel like really, really good. My mom told me some great advice when I first started going into business for myself. She said, every dollar is not your dollar. And I'm telling you, that has been something to live by. You just got to know what's your dollar and what's not your dollar. You just can't go for everyone. Every good idea is not the idea for you. So it's, it's good to know. Oh, hey, what's up? It's Rose Kaz popping in, the femme founder of the Backstage Pass. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit about what we're actually building back there on the backstage. So we dig into topics like money, sex, and politics in ways that you may not have done before. I kind of think about when I very first encountered the internet a couple decades or two ago. In fact, if you'll take a little trip with me in your mind and when you very first used the Googlebots, whether that was five days ago, five months ago, five years ago, or a couple decades too, I don't want to date myself, although I would totally swipe right on me. I just want to have that same curiosity as we dig into these topics, but also as we utilize the internet. And for that matter, and how we use social media, that's exactly what I'm trying to do in my professional life, as well as my personal life, to be honest, is do a system upgrade. I know that we can use the internet better. And for that matter, we can utilize and interact socially on the internet, it's called social media, in better ways. So that's what we're doing. We're going old school internet. You know, think of those old AOL dial-up days. Think of those ways when you were like, hold on, I'm going to go check the encyclopedia. Wait, what? I can chat room about this? Yes, that's what we're doing. We're going old school interneting here, y'all. How? Stay tuned for the next pod. Oh, and you could also come backstage. Check us out on the Backstage Pass, y'all. LBIBackstagePass.com. L like lady, B like boss, I like international. Backstagepass.com. All right. See you there. Over to you, Cammie. Talk to us a little bit uh, about, you know, not just your experience traveling the globe as a creative entrepreneur, but maybe how that inspires selecting the mentors together and like bringing those pieces of the puzzle for us as attendees to such programs like Velocity and Kinetic to that really yummy Rolodex of like, it's like a global group of people that really also have incredible um, experiences. Actually, that's, uh, I, will, I can talk about it, but that's definitely that's Margaret's secret sauce, as we say, you know, she's she's been building those relationships here in Winston-Salem in the triad. And not just, as you say, not just that we have, you know, the people that are mentors are usually in person. That's the beauty of the program. And that's something she's been working on, you know, for, for like, well, CC's now 11 years um, old. So she, and then before she was already working on other projects. So yeah, trying to really match the, the important thing is, and I assisted her this year on trying to, you know, boost that up as well. But finding uh, matching mentors with what the entrepreneurs really need, you know, that's that's something that we really put a lot of emphasis in CCE. It's like not just a mentor just for to have a mentor. It's like someone that really understands the business, the background of the person. You know, there's also personality things that come into place. You know, it needs to be a nice, it's like a matchmaker kind of role. It's like you really need, she puts a lot of time and, and energy into finding those people. Uh, it's it's not a it's not a it's not an easy job. And this year we had twelve teams, so we had you know a lot more than usual. So we had to have a lot more mentors because we break up into sessions. You know, like what you had on Thursdays, or and and during other moments of the the program where people are really on one on one with with them. So 
uh, and we want to find as many resources as we can. So yeah, it's, it's finding that that finding the people also interested in supporting. I mean, all these men, the mentors we have forty plus mentors involved in our programs, um, and so you know they all you know volunteer based. So it's a, a very 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 big commitment for them. It is also you know a beautiful gift that they give to the creative economy in general to come as you know it, it, it's a lot of time that they dedicate to supporting the the programs. Yeah, it's it's really robust. I have to say, I've, I've been building my little Google spreadsheet to send thank you notes, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. I did have a brief talk with them because even the people who we weren't necessarily scheduled with, we could cross paths over tea or at dinner, which is just super incredible. I'm as you gals have learned, and probably our listeners are starting to surmise, I'm an extroverted extrovert. So like, I'm like, ooh, before we got into roundtable discussion with the VCs, which was like one of my favorite parts of the cohort, um, I just like interviewed Roberts about his career, you know, like 10 quick questions about your experience in banking and finance and all that stuff. And everybody was just like an open book. This idea that creatives have some really interesting and unique solutions to some of the world's perhaps hot problems right now. And I would argue, having been an artist most all of my life, it took me a minute to discover that because I was going to be a lawyer for a minute. But in that, you know, art if we look at art history, right, creatives tend to make movements happen. We tend to be the catalyst behind cultural shifts. And I think that's pretty awesome. It's, it's got its own momentum. But a lot of times creatives we don't always feel like our ideas are marketable or that we could make money doing it. I would love to hear from both of you as far as the mission for CCE to be sure, back to what Margaret shared early, earlier, um, that we have the tools to go into business, right? So from the perspective of supporting, um, I don't know, the sort of chutzpah that it takes, the, the, the skills, the hard skills, but also just like having perhaps a more uh, refined or rounded set of tools in the business world. And I'd love to hear what both of you have to say about that. When you think about it, um, when you're talking about creative entrepreneurs, um, it is something when I say it's in my blood, that's usually what you hear from most creative um, entrepreneurs is that it's just something in me that I do this well. You know, they they just they think of it as I really enjoy doing this or some kind of hobby. I just do it well, but they don't understand. And one of the things that um, I learned from Dick Van in a conversation, he said something that was very profound. And that's one of our mentors. You, you know him, Rose. Um, he said that oftentimes creatives uh they don't develop their creative skills and they miss out on the opportunity to gain wealth. And I thought, wow, you know, when you really think about it, we do kind of um, belittle our creative uh, ability into a hobby or just something that we like to do where we're really given that as a means to gain wealth in this world. And if we tap into that and we tap into it early and we know how to do it with programs like CCE offers, then we can actually, um, you know, we can, we can monetize that because in often in, in a, in a culture um, we fall into entrepreneurship really out of necessity, because when you think about it, um, women, 
and uh, African Americans and uh, people who are in a, I guess, a depressed state in in, the, in society, they don't make the money they need to make. Women aren't making the money that we need to make. Minorities don't make the money that they need to make when they go on to a job. And so they start to rely on their creative abilities by default to make some extra money. Like, uh, you know, if you could sew, then people started making clothes at home and selling them on the side and then getting up at eight o'clock in the morning and going to the, the real job. So, you know, it's 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 really about tapping into your creative ability and finding your place and the resources to help you get there to monetize what you do. Yeah, I think I think it's. Uh, I mean, to to echo what Angela was was saying, it's it's a um, it's something that you feel in your guts, you know. And I think that finding resources or finding people to help you to mentor really early on. I mean, we had interns here that you know come because they're interested in what we do in terms of our mission, and then they come out. It's like, oh my God, there's so much I can do. Is because I think we, you know, we we kind of understand that yes, I have these desire to do more you know sometimes thinking out of the box so you know it's not about not fitting in what the society is just having i think you know a pretty a, a broad sense of possibilities and and then and then motivations to connect dots that maybe don't you know usually are not connected or uh to uh think about how to use resources better or you know the sense of community i think it's a big thing like you know the belonging in the community. I mean, as several elements of what we teach at Velocity is also to to remind people those things are important, and then they can be translated into the business world. And the thing that you can be using into, you might think that is not applicable, but is actually is totally applicable. You just have to find the way to make it. You know, you have to find a door. You know, what is the door? And then you have the key already. You just now, you know, that's the door, and then you can now open the door because that you know having those those tools, you know, toolkits or however we want to call it. I think. I mean. My entire life was like that. You know, we I had like hundred billion projects I was working on, just also to to kind of uh, better my skill set, to connect, to meet new people, to uh, stimulate projects. You know, there are many many different ways I think to live a life and a life where you can make money. It doesn't always have to be the, you know, standard way. As you said, you know, the circle. What is the circle? I mean, each each culture have different, you know, settings and expectations on how you're supposed to behave or, you know, what profession is like, you know, the lawyers, bankers, you know, that, that, and they're all amazing professions, of course, but it's not for everybody. And so I think that also trying to teach people that, no, your idea is valuable and your business is actually very valuable and you can make money with it. Um, and so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a way, I think, of thinking, the mindset. It's it's uh, yeah it's I think it's it's a beautiful thing I think when you get when you really get that understand that and value those things I think you wake up in the morning and you're like oh you know it's a, it's going to be a beautiful day I think it's a very positive and and um, uh, how do you say generous way of looking at possibilities. I love that you said resources because I think that's that's the bridge right there, right? Because you have you can have the sort of nagging talent that's like oh, I just got to do this thing, I just gotta I gotta paint this picture, I gotta write this poem, I gotta you know create this book or whatever it is. And if you don't know how to monetize that, right, it can feel really depressing, not just like economically when it comes to the dollars and cents in your bank account, but also just like 
wow, bummer. Like, I really don't know how to do this. Uh Oh, I guess I'll just get a J-O-B, right? And I I like that you shouted out to, you know, Sewin. My mama had her, went back to college, got her degree in fashion design. And the whole time she was stitching, she already knew how to do it, right? Because out of necessity, she was dressing my sister and I. Then she she was able to get training, not just in her craft, but like in how to then go into the market with it and sell it and have a verifiable income from it. And so it's those resources that are key, right? They're super clutch that people know exist. And I think I think Margaret started us off with saying like, we don't want to be the best kept secret. Like these are incredible resources and even things like the NC um, grants, the seeds and things like this that are money for entrepreneurs. As I started the backstage, I was like, holy cow, y'all, like there is like some money just sitting over here. Like go get your HUB certification. Historically underrepresented business, y'all. If you don't know, look it up in your state because that there is money sitting, waiting women, people of color, LGBTQAI, like folks that have been economically out of the circle are being like finally welcomed in with like some Money. And so, you know, CCE and other programs that like literally are, are resource vaults of information are, are literally gold, literally gold. Yeah, I like that you use that word generous. I also came to mind, what came to mind for me was affirming, right? Obviously being a, a cohort member most recently with Velocity, I felt like very affirmed with other creatives that were like, oh man, this math stuff is hard or, oh man, this, you know, this part, like, you know, just to have the the sort of mentee to mentee piece of the community, of course, then within like, as I mentioned before, like the VC roundtable discussions or even just the, you know, the dinners at night that were like just no more information, please. We have so much to digest, but just to have a nice meal together was also incredible as far as community. Because as you said earlier, Angela, it's often like we're on an island by ourselves, even if, you know, like myself, I'm I'm running a team, but I, I actually never met physically any of my current team right now. And at one point, as we were building the backstage, my, some of my team was in South Africa and in Europe and in Canada. And so we were time zoning and zooming and it was like, you know, so I, I, I couldn't know how much it meant to be in person in community, particularly in building something that I thought was going to take me a couple months. And well, we're about 18 months in <laughs> and it looks like we some road to go. But that's another thing that the takeaway, I think from, from just my perspective of like creatives making, making economy, right? Like, Center for Creative Economy, you all have that beautiful, beautiful vessel for it, is that it it takes some time, right? Because we have to sort of learn a new language of business that perhaps like in my previous business of photo and video production, right? Like I had a service, I knew how much the market would allow me to charge. And then I added some to it because I got really, really good at it. And then wash, rinse, repeat. And then I thought, okay, so I know business. No, mm-mm. I, I knew that I didn't know that I didn't know about building a, a piece of technology and running a team from all pockets of the world. And so just literally learning new languages uh, while we're still speaking English. <laughs> it's like a little rub it, rubbing the belly, patting the head. Right. So as we get wrapping up here, I would love just to hear just a little bit about your day to day, you know, not necessarily. I mean, if you want to share CCE, like what you what your day to day is, but more like you know, what, what's a typical on Wednesday, what's a typical Wednesday like for you as a creative that is, you know, 
making time to show up for such an awesome job, J-O-B, as CCE, but also staying true to like your original. I think I saw Cami mention that she started her first business when she was seven. And I can only imagine, Angela, like your early days as a, a junior lady boss and what that kind of vibe was as far as what you were up to. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm married to to a very creative person. He's, my husband, Chad, is a, an artistic director, you know, from training and his entire life. So we always have things, you know, that we think about or ways to to connect projects or ideas or people. Um, so, I mean, that's a, that's always part of how we do. And being at WCC is fantastic because there's a lot of amazing people get through the program. So this is definitely stimulating a lot of ideas and possibilities. And that's how, I mean, I'm, I wake up in the morning because of this kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's like I can't just be a nine to five, just only person. So that's that's fantastic. And then on the side, you know, we have, um, we're opening our first Airbnb. So we're renovating our house. And, you know, it's it's a way of, of putting our creativity, creativity out there where we, you know, designing the new house and we're just finishing up. We did our landscaping outside and putting flowers and all that. And then now we're finishing up the inside. So it's decoration and, and um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. But And I have two teenagers. They're amazing, Leo and, Le- and Ilan. And, you know, trying to, and that's part of, also part of, you know, how can we create, how can we foster and then and, and, and support, you know, just humans in general. I think that that's for me the big thing. And, and you know, talking with them about different things and trying to get them involved and opening their mind about possibilities and, and then always thinking about, okay. There's so many, so many things that can be done in life. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's yeah, a busy, a busy year. And I have two big dogs, so. So basically, a typical day, if I'm working for CCE, is me just dedicating myself to making sure that all of our balls are in the air with marketing. So, so my days for CCE are you know, dedicated to CCE. And I try, I'm doing my best to, to kind of keep those, those days separated um, and, and leave my other days just for me. But sometimes CCE bleeds into my other days, but you know, we got it, we got to get it done. And, and as a team, if being a part of a team, I realize that we have to do what we can do to make it happen. So yeah, for sure. Lots, lots, as you say, keep the ball in the air and, and with the varying programs, I think that's multiple balls in the air at sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just keep in the loop with you all and, and hear up. Cause I, of course, just was like velocity, let me learn all about it. And now learning more of the different pieces, Winston starts and, you know, of course, kinetic and all that great stuff. So Angela, over to you, any, uh, book recommendations, podcasts, you love things that you cannot do without as a fit in your toolbox. Yeah, that, I, I love what I do with authors. Um, I have one in particular I'm thinking about, like one guy, he went from the cotton fields of North Carolina all the way up to the Supreme Court. And he wrote a book about it and I was privileged to publish it. Uh, we have an, uh, another guy. He um, became the first uh, general, brigadier general in North Carolina, appointed by um, Bush to be uh I forget his exact title, but I don't want to mess it up. But anyway, just people who have really come from nothing and really gone far in life. And so I, I, I'm, and you know, it's just an exciting thing because most of them are autobiography stories and to read them, is just really fascinating. So I have a slew of authors that (laughs) would be, you know, something good for you to 
look into and maybe your listeners will really, really enjoy. I work with a um, uh, fitness instructor to celebrities in Atlanta. She, I did a book for her. It's, it's, it's called, uh, it's a stretching book, but she also gives a little bit of her story. So it's, it's fascinating to learn about people in their lives. And it's, it's very encouraging and inspiring, you know, to, to learn what they're doing and how they turn things around for themselves as creatives. I mean, they're, they're most of all of them are also creatives and just figured out their place and how to challenge it and found the right resources to make it, make it a successful venture for themselves. So yeah, it's all, it's all circles back around to the same thing. What, what you're gifted in and how far it can take you in life. Called LaLagency.com, L-A-E-L Agency.com. But um, we have uh, James L. Peebles. We have General J.R. Gorham. Um, oh, Crystal Carroll. She's a children's book author. Also, she's she just won an award for her children's book. Um, she's in Miami, Florida. Over to you, Cami, on, on, on a regular day. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much into um, how to build this. Uh, it's an NPR podcast. Uh, I really love that. I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm, I'm a lot more focused on how to make business happen. I mean, you know, like the whole thing about investment, like real estate profit investments, and and uh, that's kind of how I spend my extra hours outside of work right now. So that's been bigger pop, bigger is called bigger pockets. If you, anyone interested in that kind of stuff, um, I love Hidden Brain. I, I, I spend a lot of time right now more on, on that world of, uh, of understanding how the, the business world works. Ladies, I am so thrilled to have this time to chat with you. Thank you so much for coming back stage and for being on the podcast. We've got uh, your link here. And so I know you've got to run. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to share this episode with you all. old school interneting here y'all how stay tuned for the next pod oh and you could also come backstage check us out on the backstage pass y'all lbi backstagepass.com l like lady b like boss i like international backstagepass.com all right see you there
Thank you.